The irony here for us in Minnesota this morning is that you can see beautiful things in the weather and it can still blizzard six hours later. <laughs> a little bit different than the Middle East. But nonetheless, Jesus' parable here, it's all about judgment. Judgment. There is a judgment coming. What are you going to do about it? In our modern world, people don't like to hear about judgment. In fact, many people avoid any of the scripture verses that have to do with judgment because they can be terrifying. They can be uncomfortable or just inconvenient. Of course, many people in the modern world who are not believers, they do not want to be judged, meaning they don't want to be condemned or seen as unclean or unworthy. And for Christians, like, this is actually the good news, is we're actually in a season in this life where God has suspended the just condemnation our sins deserve. God has paid the price in Jesus. God has opened up salvation to us. It is, it's a time of mercy. As Christians, we don't strive to condemn others, whatever their faults or their sins. We first of all strive to proclaim the mercy of God that's available to us in Jesus. Nonetheless, we do have to talk about judgment because judgment is actually a key part of salvation. Let me say that again. Judgment is a key part of salvation. I'm not talking about other people judging others morally and their actions. I'm talking about the simple act of judging that we do every day. Should I buy this car or that car? Should I eat this or that? What's good or bad? What's better or worse? All those are judgments. We do that every single day, a thousand times a day. We make judgments. And unless we make a judgment that's true about what's going to be better for our lives or worse, we actually can't even be saved from those things that are bad for us. For example, someone who has an addiction to some kind of substance, some kind of drug, they've been so confused and lied to by what happens in their brain, by the pleasure it gives them, that they lose the ability to judge. It's actually better to be free from addiction than to be enslaved to addiction. And when someone hits rock bottom, it becomes very clear that really there's nowhere worse to go. The only place that's worthy of judgment of of something that's better is to leave this life behind Unless that person judges that that's a better way to live than to stay where they are, death is not far away. Unless they can judge that, man, anywhere than here is better than where where I am right now. Unless they make that judgment, in a certain sense, they will not be saved in the earthly sense. And there's a parallel to our spiritual lives, too, that unless we make a judgment about what's good for us, what's better for us, unless I allow judgment to come into my life, I will not find salvation. That's why, that's how judgment is key to salvation in that sense. The trouble in our lives, even as Christians, is that so often we get confused about what's better and what's worse. Even on our good days, it can be hard to really know what's really going to be good for me. This is why we allow all of our judgments to be submitted to Jesus' judgment. We let Jesus be the judge of our lives now about what's better for us and what's worse for us, what's good for us and what's bad for us. We allow him to be our judge now because his judgment is true. 
And if we submit to his judgment, we allow him to judge our lives each day, we allow him to guide our decisions, then we will be confident and hopeful in our salvation. Not just living a good life on earth, but having eternal life in the kingdom. Brothers and sisters, we're in a season of mercy where God will forgive all of our sins. But let's not forget that allowing God to be our judge actually opens the door to salvation. He will actually show me what's good. He will show me what life is about. He will show me how to avoid every form of slavery. So let's allow the Lord to judge our lives and to respond to him and his mercy.